The Chicago White Sox had an off day on Monday. The Sox are two games over 500 and two games back in the AL Central after 108 games. The White Sox are 12 games into their 19-game stretch of playing teams with sub-500 records. Have we learned anything new about this 2022 team? What's a realistic record for the Sox when it's all said and done? The White Sox begin a four-game series with the Royals in Kansas City, and they kick things off with a doubleheader. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Some White Sox history to highlight featuring Ron Karkovice, Carlton Fisk, and when the White Sox wore shorts. Lance Lynn takes the mound for game one against the Royals in Kansas City. Uh, but first, with 54 games left, what's realistic for our White Sox? Uh, so, of course, the Sox had that day off on Monday. The Sox, after 108 games, are 55 and 53, and they are two games back in the AL Central. Uh, the White Sox are in this 19-game stretch of playing sub-500 teams, and they are currently 7-5 and five, uh, during that stretch. Uh, per fan graphs, Sox still have a chance to make the playoffs, sitting around 46%. Um, the Sox, they've got 54 games left in the schedule. Uh, and if they were to hit that 93 win mark from last year. Of course, the 2021 White Sox won the division handedly, won 93 games. Uh, if the Sox are going to get to those 93 games, the Sox are going to have to go 38 and 16 from here on out. Uh, I, honestly, I don't see that happening. Uh, I really don't. This Sox team, as much as I try to convince myself that they're not, uh, they are a mediocre uh, 500 team. I really do believe they're going to kind of flounder around uh, this 500 level. It just doesn't seem like anybody in the AL Central really wants to move ahead. This 19-game stretch, this was supposed to be the stretch that the Sox were going to go uh, on a run. This was their opportunity. So, you know, is 93 wins, though, even... You know, is, is that even needed in the AL Central? I, I don't think it is. Uh, the way the Sox are playing, uh, I look at with the next 54 games here on the schedule, 
I could see the sacks going like 29 and 25. That would be a very white sacks of them, especially this year, of course. Uh, that would put the win total at 84 wins for the White Sox. And look, even since last year's All-Star break, uh, until where we stand right now and, and talk about this team, uh, the Sox are about a 500 team, you know? And I think that, uh, once again, is the the thing that frustrates a lot of us as Sox fans is they haven't really, they haven't done anything to improve uh, on the disappointment of the ALDS, uh, the, the right moves just might not have been made in the offseason. Uh, they decided to to not move on certain positions, didn't make uh, any uh, any moves besides Jake Diekman at the trade deadline. Uh, obviously been dealing with some health issues and folks just grossly underperforming. Ozzie Guillen talks about, uh, you know, it's it starts with the manager. You know, it starts with a guy like Tony La Russa, uh, how does this guy motivate this group uh, down this stretch here of 54 games? So the White Sox are starting a four-game series against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Royals are 44 and 65. They're right behind the White Sox in the AL Central. They got out of the cellar uh, recently. Um, Sox actually played a four-game series against the Kansas City Royals on the south side at this time last year uh, and after the 108th game of the season uh, last year the Sox were 63 and 45 and nine and a half games up in the AL Central uh, Sox were 16 and 12 during the month of August last year uh, as of right now our Chicago White Sox are four and three in August uh, so far, the Sox are six and five against the Royals here in 2022. Uh, weather looks great for this uh, four-game series. Of course, the doubleheader uh, on Tuesday, then games Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, temps in the high 80s, low 90s uh, with humidity and such. It is going to be warm out there in Kansas City. No rain in the forecast uh, right now for this series, which is a good sign, especially if you are making the trip uh, from Chicago or wherever you are as a White Sox fan, and you're going to head into Kansas City to Kauffman Stadium to see the Sox play. I personally, uh, I've made this trip uh, a couple times. Uh, it is not a bad, it's not a bad drive. I, I drove both times and, uh, you know, the Kansas City uh, Royals, they play kind of out in the middle of nowhere uh, off of a highway and you're probably going to stay uh, your hotel your lodging is going to be more in downtown uh, which is a 15 to 20 minute drive if I remember correctly away from the stadium uh, but Kauffman Stadium is really nice if you haven't been there before um, aesthetically pleasing they've made some improvements over the years uh, I really like their feature they've got a Royals Hall of Fame out in the left field kind of beyond the the concourse think of it in terms of where the White Sox play that Xfinity a kid zone if they had a White Sox Hall of Fame there, which I think would be a really, really cool addition if the Sox could figure that out somehow, whether it's uh, outside the stadium or in the stadium. Uh, but the Royals have got that. I walked through it. Uh, really cool, you know, commemorating, um, you know, some of the players, the history that they have, and uh, obviously retired numbers and all of that artifacts and, and all that fun stuff uh, is in that Hall of Fame. 
Now, their parking lot at Kauffman Stadium, they share that with Arrowhead, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs. And so uh, the Royals are, I would say, one of the few stadiums these days where you can still readily tailgate. That's not going to be an issue. And I say that because a lot of stadiums right now have gone to the you know, the stadium right in the middle of the city with parking garages, you know, satellite parking lots. You are going to have to go, you know, public transportation, train, whatever, to get to the stadium. They want the skyline. They want that stadium right in the heart of things. And they don't have the sprawling parking lots like the White Sox do. Well, you're not going to have a problem with that in Kansas City. Plenty of places to tailgate. And from what I understand, for a Kansas City Chiefs game, every single one of those parking spaces is filled up uh, on a football Sunday. Uh, if you are planning to eat around the uh, the city, there's no shortage of amazing food. Barbecue, of course, is the food of choice. Arthur Bryant, uh, Gates, you'll find that uh, just about everywhere. The place I absolutely enjoyed, still talk about it. Uh, with friends that I, I went uh, on this trip with Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. It's in a gas station. Uh, we stood in line for it felt like 45 minutes an hour and just the blazing sun uh, to get uh, a chance to have some of this barbecue. They sell their sauce in there. Small little spot. It literally it's in like a gas station uh, kind of storefront. Uh, not a lot of seating inside. Uh, but uh, if you're in, if you're going on the trip, and if you know what I'm talking about, I'm sure you've recommended it to other folks. Uh, Joe's Kansas City Barbecue, place to go. Looking forward to this series. Uh, I think the Sox have got to win three of four. You know, uh, taking taking both games of a doubleheader is difficult. Uh, Tim Anderson should be back for game two. He's still going to serve that suspension in game one. We'll see if Lenin Sosa gets in that game. Uh, White Sox are going to send Lance Lynn to the hill for game one of the doubleheader. There will be no rain this time, uh, but can Lance Lynn remain dominant? More on that in a moment. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. Uh, run to built.com to snag a box for you and the family. Uh, it will be the perfect treat uh, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Uh, like all built bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and delicious uh, chocolate covered cookie dough with light fluffy check texture. Uh, what's great about built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. And folks, I have had these. They are absolutely amazing. Um, I've talked about, you know, going on runs, being a runner is, is kind of my exercise of choice. And they are a great snack right before a run. Uh, you are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs, whether you need a snack for your workout 
or a late night treat. Just grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. Uh, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. Okay, we've got a doubleheader in Kansas City to kick off this series uh, Tuesday. Uh, game one will be at 310, and game two will follow uh, the conclusion of game one, usually 30 to 40 minutes after the end of game one. So we're looking at maybe a 7 o'clock, 7.30 start. Obviously, we'll see. Weather should be good. It's going to be warm, but I don't believe there should be any rain. Lance Lynn will go for the Sox in game one. Lance Lynn in 2022, he is two and four, uh, 10 starts, 53 and two thirds of an inning, 57 strikeouts. He has an ERA of 5.87. And, and remember, he's still kind of battling back and away from that knee. Uh, obviously, we're, we hope the arm is ramped up, but I still worry a little bit about that knee and the, uh, the operation the procedure that was done on it. Lynn's last start was indeed against the Kansas City Royals. It was here on the south side of Chicago. It was that rain-interrupted game uh, where obviously there was an hour-plus rain delay, but Lynn came back out and finished strong. Uh, He went six uh, innings, four hits were given up, only one earned run. That was a home run, uh, zero walks, and eight strikeouts. And that uh, that rain-interrupted game, that was the game. Speaking of Lance Lynn and his knee uh, and his just planting foot and everything, where the mound needed to be repaired because there were issues, and that could have really, you know, that could have really done some damage. We've seen Liam Hendricks have issues uh, when the mound uh, has not been up to par due to rain, uh, just due due to weather in general. Whether it happened, you know, before the game or it, it just pitchers are very specific when it comes to the mound. Uh, so again, I don't think we're going to have that problem uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Lance Lynn against the Royals uh, career. Uh, Lance has a seven and two record uh, with an ERA of three point three zero and sixty seven strikeouts in twelve appearances uh, versus the Royals in his career. Uh, now Whit Merrifield is gone from the Royals, thankfully. Uh, Alex Gordon has been gone. Some of the other uh, nightmares that have just plagued the White Sox over the years, uh, they are gone. But Salvador Perez remains. He has been a problem for the White Sox, and he is the guy the Sox uh, will need to be careful with. Uh, Perez against the White Sox, he's seen us a lot. Uh, He is hitting 257 with 149 hits, 23 home runs, 71 RBIs and 55 runs scored in 152 games against the White Sox in his career. Now, this season, Sox have handled him fairly well. Perez hitting 125 with four hits, a home run, two RBIs, and two runs scored in eight games against the Sox this season. The Royals just, you know, they, and and it, you know, it, it, ebbs and flows, uh, but the Royals, especially in Kansas City, uh, have played the White Sox tough. There have been some nightmare games that have happened in Kansas City, uh, when, especially when the Kansas City Royals were good for those few years, ended up winning the World Series. 
uh, even when the when the Royals are just you know bottom feeders, they play weird things happen in Kauffman Stadium. So uh, interesting to see what happens in this four game series. The Sox need to take three of four. A sweep would be fantastic, and they got to play with some conviction. And no more of these two to one games, uh, six four games. Uh, they need to come out and they need to be dominant. And I'm hoping Lance Lynn sets the tone in game one. Uh, let's take a trip down White Sox memory lane. I'm going to tell you why a uniform statement from 46 years ago will never happen again. More on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information, from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. A little bit of history, some news and notes, a trip down memory lane. Um, the officer, Ron Karkovice. Uh, if you are a younger Sox fan, uh, look up Ron Karkovice. He... Boy, he was a he was I think a fan favorite. He was a favorite of mine. Uh, Ron Karkovice, uh, long since retired, but he celebrated a birthday uh, on Monday, August eighth. He turned fifty nine years old. Uh, Ron Karkovice was a catcher. Uh, he spent his entire career with the Chicago White Sox, nineteen eighty six to nineteen ninety seven. Uh, and during that 1993 division championship year, uh, Officer Ron Karkovice, he played in 128 games and had 20 home runs uh, for the Sox. Uh, that was uh, such a fun year. He played a pivotal role. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him uh, just around the ballpark a little bit more in some capacity, if they could bring him back somehow. But, uh, yeah, 1997, he hung it up an entire career with the White Sox. Uh, Monday, August 8th, uh, important day for Carlton Fisk, uh, Carlton Fisk in 1990 on August 8th, he tied the all time home run record for catchers 327 and for the White Sox 186, uh, Fisk tied Johnny bench for home runs by a catcher and tied Harold Baines for home runs by a member of the White Sox. Uh, you know, interesting talking about Ron Karkovice and, and Carlton Fisk. They kind of go hand in hand as Ron Karkovice uh, really took over for Carlton Fisk. Uh, Fisk, uh, of course, played his last year in 1993 uh, with the White Sox. June 22nd of that year, he broke the record for most games caught. It was also his last game for the White Sox. It was a bitter ending. Um, that's almost a whole separate episode maybe in the off season we'll talk about the drama uh, with Carlton Fisk and the White Sox but when the White Sox decided to retire his number 72 back in 1997 Fisk asked that Jerry Reinsdorf and GM at the time Ron Schuler to not be in attendance it was a bad it was a bad situation uh and then how about this one 
Uh, August 8th, back in 1976, uh, the White Sox wore shorts for the first time in game one of a doubleheader against the Royals. Interestingly enough, uh, the White Sox wore shorts three times during that season and were two and one while wearing shorts. Uh, will the White Sox ever wear shorts again? Uh, I doubt it. I don't think that will ever, ever happen. Um, will they ever go away from the 1983s on Sunday home games? You know, there are so many different uh, uniform combinations and logos and colors that the White Sox have worn in their rich history. Uh, this year, 2022, is really is the 50th anniversary of that very exciting 1972 a White Sox team highlighted, of course, in that Chili Dog MVP book that I've talked about before. Uh, those red, blue powder—it uh, was the blue powder, powder blues with the red accents. Those were the road uniforms uh, that they wore in 1972. It'd be nice to see those at some point. I thought maybe for sure with the 50th anniversary, uh, they would try to work in kind of a turn back the clock with some other team when they were on the road. Or even it would have been nice to see the Sox uh, use those red pinstripe uniforms with the red caps. So that was the home uniform back in 1972. It would have been nice to see that maybe on Sundays or every now and then just to commemorate. Uh, that was an exciting 72 team, and I can't recommend that Chili Dog MVP book enough. That, of course, was the Dick Allen MVP year. Uh, just wondering, you know, again, something to explore. Uh, you know, I love the 83s, but... There are so many other great uniforms that I wish the Sox would, you know, commemorate every now and then. Haven't seen it in a while. Uh, folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in the next episode, I will recap the doubleheader and get you ready for Wednesday's matchup in Kansas City. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.